0: I'm Vijay Hamilton, and welcome to the Autoimmune Reset, the place for you to learn how to thrive with autoimmune disease and feel empowered to take steps to transform your health to feel better than ever. You can start making changes today to improve your health So with every episode, my mission is to share with you simple ways to level your diet and lifestyle with key learnings from my own journey reversing autoimmune disease and inspirational stories from those who have reset their autoimmune symptoms and are now thriving in life. I suffered from autoimmune disease for over 25 years and now I live symptom free and I wish the same for you as well. So thank you for being here and sharing this time with me. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome to today's episode where I would like to share with you the balancing hormone challenge, which I have been running in my free community, the autoimmunity community. If you are not familiar with the challenges that I run, I run a challenge every month in the community. And my main reason for running the challenge is to give you some information about certain subjects. And as part of it, yes, there are daily challenges that I set for you. And on top of that, there are prizes to be won every month with the challenge. So this month was all about balancing hormones. And the reason for that is that I am seeing a lot of clients in my clinic at the moment who have imbalanced hormones and as a result are having various different types of symptoms which they may relate to their autoimmune disease or they may relate to other elements in their life, but. Your hormones play such a key piece in how you are feeling if you're feeling tired, if you're feeling moody, if you're feeling fatigued, if you're feeling irritable, if you're feeling hungry. These are all controlled by your hormones. So by getting those in check, it can help you to feel better. I am going to take you through the challenge, what we have covered. Now, balancing hormones is a big subject to cover over five days. So I've picked out the five activities or foods which i think are going to be most beneficial for you to start incorporating in your life to help balance your hormones the challenge started with fo- with a focus on nutrition because our hormones send messages throughout the body and they send messages through communicating with our cells. And when your cellular health is impaired, for various reasons, either toxicity, high blood sugar, it might be to do with viruses and bacterial overload, parasites, there are various reasons why our cells might not be functioning optimally. And for the most part, that can relate to nutrient deficiencies as well. So the cellular membrane is extremely important for responding to those hormones. And what can happen over time is that our cellular membranes can stop responding to hormones. It's either that the cells have been overwhelmed with communication from these hormones and it almost stops listening but it can also be to do with dysfunction in the cell membrane and the cell membrane is made of fats and when you're not getting sufficient amount of fats in the diet that can affect your cells and I know that many people are on restricted diets where they are lowering fat and as a result of that you can become deficient and it's also worth noting that a lot of the important vitamins in autoimmune disease and in our health are the fat soluble vitamins which means that you can only absorb them when you eat fat. So it's just worth bearing in mind. So vitamins like vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin B12, we need fat to absorb those into the body. But the first part of the challenge was to focus on omega-3s because omega-3s are essential for hormone health. We need to get these from the diet because that's the reason they're essential. We can't make them in our body. And we get so much omega six from different foods. Omega sixes are found in those industrial seed oils, which are in processed foods. They're in nuts and seeds. For the most part, we get adequate amounts of omega omega sixes in our diet. Whereas it is harder to consume omega threes, especially if you are not eating oily fish. One of the best ways to incorporate omega-3s into your diet is to consume oily fish, especially those from the SMASH acronym, so salmon, mackerel, anchovies, sardines, and herring. But you can also get them from some plant-based foods like chia seed and flaxseed and you can have flaxseed oil. Just make sure that you store that in the fridge so it doesn't become oxidized. There are many ways that you can incorporate omegas into your diet and that's going to ensure that you have that healthy cell membrane so that your hormones are working efficiently your cells are able to respond to whatever they are directing your cells to do for example with insulin we want the cells to open up to take in the sugar from the bloodstream to keep our blood sugar stable and when that doesn't happen we become insulin resistant, which can go on to conditions such as metabolic syndrome and diabetes. So we want to avoid that at all costs. And high sugar in the bloodstream can lead to inflammation as well. So that was the first part of the challenge, making sure that you have omega-3 fats in your diet. And those that participated in the challenge have shared some wonderful recipes and pictures of the foods that they incorporate into their diets which are rich in omega-3s. The next part of the challenge was to look at the toxicity in our environment because part of balancing our hormones is making sure that we are detoxifying those hormones and releasing unwanted hormones from our body and that's why our liver is such an important organ when it comes to our hormones. It is also to do with the toxins that we are exposed to on a daily basis and there are so many surrounding us. And the great news is that we do have a detox process, though it's nothing to worry about, but if you can minimise the toxicity in your life, that is the best way to go, and there are some simple ways that you can make sure that you are minimizing some of those toxins from your life. For example, one of the areas that you may focus on is the amount of alcohol that you are drinking because consuming alcohol can increase the amount of toxicity in the body, especially as we're detoxifying it. When you are detoxifying alcohol, the metabolites that it turns into in the body can actually be more toxic than the alcohol itself. Moderating your alcohol consumption or minimizing your alcohol consumption can really help with balancing hormones. And I know when people are transitioning, going through perimenopause and menopause, they find that their alcohol tolerance really goes down. And I think when you're going through those transitional periods, it certainly is worth decreasing the amounts of alcohol you are consuming or just having some time away from alcohol. I have had various times in my life where I have given up alcohol for a long period of time when I felt I needed it and I saw vast improvements in my health as a result of doing that. So if your body is under pressure in other ways then that can be a really great way to support your detoxification pathways and lower the burden on your body. Another way is to look at your self-care products. You can use the Environmental Working Group's website to check your self-care products to make sure that they are low in toxicity. And there is also an app called Think Dirty, which you can check your products on as well just to make sure that you are not putting things onto your skin that have a high amount of toxicity because again that is going to overburden the body and when your liver and detox pathways are overburdened you can end up with a buildup of certain hormones in the body for example estrogen and you can end up with estrogen dominance which comes with its own assortment of symptoms which can be very unpleasant so that is just something to bear in mind It's also worth looking at the containers that you're using, the cookware that you're using, are you using a lot of plastics? Because plastics for the most part contain endocrine disruptors so they disrupt your hormones. So by switching your pans and your containers to glass containers and then you can use steel or iron pans, that is going to be a lot better than using anything that has plastic on it. In the challenge, I asked the participants to make a switch to decide what they were going to remove from their life that was causing toxicity. And they also got some points for choosing something to bring into their life, which was healthier and cleaner. Um, So that might be something that you want to do as well. And I did share a list of that. So if you still want to pop over to the autoimmunity community and join the challenge, then feel free to do that and you will find that information over there. On day three of the challenge, we looked again at food because food is a key part of balancing your hormones. When you're eating lots of processed foods, lots of sugar, lots of refined carbohydrates, that can really throw off your hormones because when we're eating those types of food, it can create inflammation, it can mean that our insulin is very high and that can disrupt our other hormones as well. On day three, I focused on the orange-colored foods that we can consume in our diet. And what I mean by orange-coloured foods is those delicious fruits like citrus fruit, papaya, also vegetables like carrots butternut squash and even turmeric because they are extremely anti-inflammatory and they are antioxidants so that is part of this and because they are antioxidants they bring down free radicals in the body which again can disrupt our hormones so the more antioxidants that we have the better it is for our body and i would say when it comes to those orange colored Uh, fruits and vegetables they have found that they specifically are good for the sex organs so some of the orange colored fruits fruits contain carotenoids and those carotenoids such as beta carotene may be specifically helpful for the sex organs including the ovaries they may be a really great thing to bring into your diet and not only that those orange colored foods can also include phytoestrogens which help to modulate our hormones especially estrogen phytoestrogen are beneficial for men and women, men have oestrogen as well. Not only does it bring in helpful estrogens if you are going through menopause or your oestrogen is particularly low but it helps to modulate oestrogen as well. So bringing in phytonutrients in those orange-coloured foods is is a really great way to balance your hormones too. And then on day four, we couldn't have a balancing hormones challenge without focusing in on stress management. When it comes to stress management, I find with a lot of my clients, and I would say for myself as well, Restoration is not something that many of us are prioritizing, yet it is so beneficial for your health. It also helps to keep your other hormones in balance because when you are chronically stressed, and you have a lot of cortisol in your body, which is the stress hormone, it outcompetes competes all the other hormones. Your body will always prioritize stress because that is how it keeps you alive. And that is why stress management practices, such as meditation, yoga, journaling, breathing, are all very important and restoration in and of itself should be prioritised in your life. Whatever works for you and that's for you to explore. I know that having a bath with Epsom salts at the end of my day, especially when it's been quite a full-on day, really helps me and it's something that I'm able to stick to. But you might find walking in nature is helpful for you or a breathing exercise. But restoration should be a priority in your life just as much as other activities. And in the challenge, I gave the participants a restoration plan to complete for the week ahead. Because if you are busy and you have lots of things going on in your life, it is worth putting them and scheduling them in your diary so you know that you are going to do them because it is easy to get lost in work, lost in exercise you may have your family to be looking after you may have social events that you are going to but this is absolutely key to your health and i have worked with many clients now with inflammatory illness and autoimmune conditions and i would say this is the piece that is lacking in so many people's lives a lot of people are eating the healthy food they're doing movement they're focusing on mindfulness but not to the extent of how are you calming down and resting, because resting is an activity too, and we all need it in our lives. And last but not least, which I have just mentioned, but on day five of the challenge, we are going to be focusing on exercise because exercise is so important for maintaining and stabilising your hormones. For example, I mentioned a lot about insulin during this podcast episode. And that's because insulin, again, when we're overburdened by a lot of insulin, when we're eating a lot of sugar or fine carbohydrates or our cells have become desensitised to it, that can overburden your body and it can affect your other hormones. But through movement and exercise, you can help to keep your blood sugar stable and your insulin low. And there was a new study out recently which has shown that doing activity snacking, that's when we're doing activity throughout the day, say every 30 minutes or every hour, that can help keep your blood sugar in check. And you can pick any exercise to do. It can be a short walk, it can be doing some squats, it can be doing some strength training, Pilates, whatever works for you. That is going to help keep your hormones in balance. So if you're not already doing activity throughout your day, if you're sat at your desk for a long period of time, I encourage you to start setting a timer and making sure you are moving regularly. I do it myself when I'm doing some writing or I'm doing a client plan. I can easily be lost in it for hours and it's certainly worth setting a timer so that you can continue to move throughout the day and unfortunately just going for a run at the end of the day or going to an exercise class in the morning isn't enough it's about the regular movement in your day and you'd be surprised if you are moving for five-10 minutes every hour that adds up to a lot it's just having that awareness. You're probably going to be more focused in your work anyway by having breaks from working. That is something that you can do and as well as helping with insulin it can help to keep your cortisol levels stable too. So having an exercise routine and having movement regularly in your day is really helpful for this. So that is the hormone balancing challenge. There's some key concepts here and some key activities and areas for you to focus on to help keep your hormones at a stable level. Now there is a lot more that you can do and I do think that understanding your own baseline is absolutely key because we are all different. It may be that your estrogen and progesterone levels are adequate or satisfactory or great but your testosterone might be low, your testosterone might be high or your cortisol levels might be very low. It might be that you are having cortisol level spikes at night, so there is a dysfunctional circadian rhythm. There are many reasons that our hormones can be out of balance, and as much as these five things can help, It is important to know your own baseline so you know what you need to do. And that's why in my clinic, when I'm working with clients who have symptoms of hormone imbalance, and you can listen to my earlier podcast episode about signs of hormone imbalances. But when clients are coming to me with those hormone imbalances, I often run the Dutch Plus test, which is an amazing test, which looks for the balance of hormones in your body, and it also looks at the metabolites that those hormones are converted into as part of the detox process, because as I mentioned with alcohol, those metabolites can be more effective in the body than the hormones themselves so understanding what metabolites you are making is also key and the dutch test looks at your cortisol levels your adrenal function then you get really good insight into where your hormones are currently at and from there you can address that by taking a very personalized approach that is going to work for you because there are various things you can do dependent on which hormone is dominating Or which hormone is lacking uh, for you? If you would like to find out more about Dutch testing, I do run that in my clinic. You will find the link to the Dutch test in the show notes. And if you have any questions about that, you can pop over to my Instagram account at the autoimmunity nutritionist. I would love to have you in the autoimmunity community so you can start taking part in these challenges. We will be running a juice challenge in May, which we did last year and it was such fun. So I'll be sharing lots of recipes for juicing. And if not, have a fantastic rest of your week and I will speak to you soon. Take care. Thank you very much for joining me today on the autoimmune reset. I really hope you enjoyed the discussion and be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And if you liked it, I would hugely appreciate a review on iTunes as it helps me understand what you like about the podcast and to help share the information with more people. I'm excited to speak to you next time. And remember, you have the power to take the reins on your health. So keep the faith and celebrate the small wins. Until next time.